0: I'm Maria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider show where it's all about the W. Twas the night before free agency, when all through the league, every GM's phone was ringing to see what could be. like our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash winsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at winsider.com that's winsider.com looking for tickets for an upcoming WNBA season thanks to our sponsors tick pick you don't have to worry the original no fee ticket site an official ticketing partner of the WNBA champions chicago sky Use the link TickPick.com backslash Winsider. That's dot com backslash Winsider for all your upcoming ticket purchases for WNBA, NFL, NBA, or any other event. All right, Rachel, let's talk about what has happened, what oh. we expect to happen, and then just uh, AU, right? Like, we got to touch on AU. It's going on right now in Vegas. Um, obviously, it's not WNBA, but it does have WNBA implications that I think are definitely worth discussing. Um, let me let me just do a quick rundown of what we've seen happen so far, and then we'll kind of just you know reflect back and uh, chat on this. Right? Sound sure. good? Yep. Sweet. Brian, January to Seattle. Angel McCautry to Minnesota. Clea Copper back to Chicago. Mercedes Russell back to Seattle. Crystal Bradford to Chicago. Elizabeth Williams to DC. Maisha hines Allen back to DC. Courtney Williams, few uh a year or two getaway, but she's back to Connecticut. Steph Dolson to her hometown New York. John Jones resigns back to Connecticut. Tiffany Hayes to Atlanta. Sylvia Fowles back to Minnesota. Emma, maybe to Chicago. <laughs> um I think I think the funniest one of all of this is Sylvia Fowles back to Minnesota. You know, a lot of players like to get media attention. A lot of players, um, you know, agents, teams, whatever, want to kind of get the upper hand and get information out there. Um, Sylvia Fowles don't play that way. Sylvia Fowles like, I'm putting the information out there. I want people to hear it from me. But, you know, just looking back on on all of these things, I'm curious for you, is there anything that's really shocked you? Anything that really intrigues you or excites you for this coming season?
1: Oh my God. What kind of loaded question is that? <laughs> it's a Rachel talk for a while thing. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I think that there's still a lot that's going to take place um, this week, the coming weeks, um, a lot that has to be um, answered. I, I'm excited about the potential of Chicago running it back, um, you know, with Copper officially coming back and and Candace Parker and, and you know, this core um, I mean, I, how do you not be excited for kind of what that team can be? I mean, and it'll look a little bit different, right? Like, I love the idea of Dolson in New York. I think that makes them exponentially better, her leadership. And, um, I mean, everything that she brings to any team, she's always been a phenomenal leader on court, off court. So I think that I, I love I love the trajectory of New York and where that franchise is going and what Sandy can do with this team that, you know, is, is hopefully knock on wood healthy, but then you add – a piece like Dolson and I mean, to be determined about Branna Stewart. Uh, I personally would be shocked by that. Um, but Hey, we're going to find out, I would imagine anytime. Um, but you know, Chicago running it back, obviously I, you know, still to be determined on Quigley and Sloot, but the the news of copper, that's huge. Um, I mean, I could just keep going down the line. I mean, Minnesota um, love the love that Sills coming back I think she um, is still at this point playing some of the best basketball for career, but there's still so many question marks to sit here and say, Oh, I'm super excited about, you know, what's going on in Atlanta. We don't know, you know, like, like who are they going to end up bringing in during this time? There's so many dominoes that still have to fall um, to kind of really see like, as this, this is being built, What what is the makeup of this league going to look like? But I mean, of course there's those are the top two for me. I think New York, and what that team can be um they're gonna be a powerhouse like that's a force to be reckoned with for years to come like i'm not i'm I'm just gonna sorry i'm gonna have to change on it
0: rachel i'm gonna have to interrupt you as much as i will stand back and say like look i feel like it's this right when you have a hot take or an opinion on a player or something and they prove you wrong you have to tip your cap to that and acknowledge that you were wrong um steph dolson right like key plays towards the end of the finals to really get them over the hump and win that finals, uh, bring home a championship to Chicago. Can't knock that. What I will knock is this idea. And I'm not saying that you're necessarily saying this, but I've seen it around the Twitter sphere. And Like everybody's talking as if they totally forgot about the amount of stupid fouls. She gets the amount of flops she gets. Um, you know, help defense and, and, and everyone just talks about the positive side of Steph Dolson. There's a reason why she was a top pick. No one's arguing that. There's also a reason why she hasn't become a superstar, right? Like she's just not a superstar. And so while I do like this play, right? As we talked about it, Steph Dolson is essentially the poor man's Liz Cambage. So like,
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I think they're. I think Steph Dolson is a, a unicorn in the league. There's, there's not many people similar to Steph Dolson, in my opinion. I don't think you can compare her to anyone else.
0: I'm, I, but here's my thing. I think <laughs> you're right, right? To a degree, but I think she has enough overlap. I'm I'm fine. Rachel disagrees with me. I'm going <laughs> to say it. I think, I think she has a lot of similar play to Liz Cambage, except she's not as dominant. Um, Maybe she's a little bit better of a screen giver. Um, phenomenal screen screener phenomenal screener great
1: the floor and knock great. down mid-range 17 footers yeah
0: but i trust liz to do that also i mean steph dolson ain't setting records for most points in a game in the league um i i would say that steph's steph's passing ability i would say that's oh, her, her biggest asset her passing She's, ability
1: her, her iq her basketball iq
0: yes so so i while th- basically what i'm saying is i like it as an addition it gives them a, a sol- solidified player to start next to Natasha Howard. I don't view that as like the end all be all. I think, I think in my mind, at least for New York, what it does to them is it kind of like they're looking for role players. And I think I saw Sandy or Jonathan Cope say that uh, in some press conference, some interview, they're looking for role players to piece around the core that they already have. And so I, I really like, everyone's gonna be like, Oh, hater. Yeah. Going back at it. No, no, no. I really like Steph Dolson to New York. I like that addition. I just don't think we should be talking about it as like the biggest, most important move in free agency. It's a great move for that team, but realistically, like, I don't think it's, you know, a game changer or whatever. The, the ones that I'm really, really interested, there's three teams I'm really interested in, I guess four teams I'm really interested in. Um, Now, obviously, Minnesota has piqued my interest with Angel McCautry news. And the more since that news broke a while ago, I believe it was Chris Hayes who broke that a while ago. Since that news broke, obviously, I've been super intrigued because I think she like Angel is the type of player you can play off the bench and still have super impactful minutes Mm -hmm. and she can play a variety of positions, which the Lynx need. But she at her core is in a position where she overlaps a lot with uh, Kayla McBride with an aerial powers, but because they're going to be bringing her off the bench, most likely I would assume, um, it gives them more depth at all of those positions. But, But, so I'm not going to talk about Minnesota more than I already just did. The, what I'm really intrigued by is Chicago, right? We know they're losing Dolson. We know, you know, the rumors have been, been about, um, about diamond to shields. We don't know. We know Lexi, uh, I believe, signed uh, that training camp contract. So we expect her back to a degree. But I think that like there's Chicago, everyone going into the offseason kind of had this discussion of like, oh, they have to try and bring everyone back and just run it back at that. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I spoke to James Wade or, you know, someone else in Chicago and they told me that's what their original plan was going into free agency. But and I'm not going to say that, you know the alternative, which seems to be happening now, which is we understand we're not going to be able to, we're going to retool, but try and keep our core together. seems like that's what they're doing. You know, I think that's kind of forward thinking. So I think for me, that's really intriguing as a team, just the excitement level of you're coming off a championship. Of course. And, you know, you're making some moves. We hear the news about Crystal Bradford. Obviously she can't sign anything until tomorrow. Um, But I think they're adding some really cool elements. Crystal Bradford... Is athletic. She, you know, she can check some of the boxes if you don't bring back Diamond that Diamond checks. Um, and you know what? If Maisha is going, or sorry, not Maisha, if Emma is going to Chicago, that's just insanely intriguing for Candace Parker, Emma Mieseman pairing with the Vander. I mean, that's just scary. So, what are your thoughts on Chicago? Kind of clearly, in my mind at least, based off the news that we've heard, um, Retooling for a run back as opposed to just trying to re-up.
1: I think you have to. I mean, I think that's gotta be the goal. Um, but obviously, you know, Diamond to Shields, phenomenal player. Um, it is gonna look different. Steph Dolson was huge in the in the finals down that stretch. So, you know, it is gonna be different, but I also think you add some pieces here that like I I think has the potential to not even skip a beat. Um you know, at Misamine, obviously a lot of question marks there. Does that get done? You know, a lot of different speculation and you know, if that gets
0: done, are they are they the early favorites? I mean, I know Connecticut's kind of scary right now, but are
1: that, yeah, we got we gotta talk about Connecticut. I mean, how do you not? I mean, just from a respect standpoint of last year, if this all gets done of Misaman, and here's the thing, like, you know, and and we know early on that she's actually coming over, but you know, that's always a question mark too. Um, if that gets done, then I think it's an early favorite, but you have to kind of be like, "What about Connecticut?" Because wow, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Chicago. I think that I love the move of Crystal Bradford. I've been a huge Crystal Bradford fan my my entire career. <laughs> and Rachel,
0: she, give that shameless plug for that episode with her.
1: Oh yeah, we did. We had her on the show. When was it? Maybe like early last year. And it was a it was a doozy of a show, man. She's hilarious. Love her. Oh my god, um, she uh, she, she's just this like unicorn type players though, with the athleticism and the length and her ability to score it. And when she gets hot, like she can just be unconscious, you know? And so I think that she brings an element of, I'm just happy, you know, that after everything went down in Atlanta and you know, that that someone was going to pick her up. She's too talented. She's already proven too much, especially, you know, in her play in Atlanta, like man, she, she's appealing, you know? And, and, and I think she could, she has a real shot of making the Chicago roster um, better you know, or, you know, just kind of seamlessly integrating into that roster from what we Under, can tell so far.
0: Yeah. Underrated advantage um, mm-hmm. that I'm going to throw Chicago's way is Candace Parker. Like, okay. I recently, I, I forget when it was, but there was, you know, the Cheryl, Cheryl, Reeve has a podcast and there was one episode where I believe Lindsay Whalen took over the hosting because Cheryl was busy. And in that podcast, Lindsay talked about, the struggles they had as a team and individually after their first win championship win in 2011 um, and moving like their mindset for so long was you're an underdog. You've never like Lindsay Whalen specifically, like she went to the final four university of Minnesota, um, got to the finals with Connecticut sun played successfully with Connecticut sun um, and having like a lot of people don't talk about the mental challenge of when you're trying to reach something you've never attained before, there's a certain drive behind you, a certain fire under your ass, for lack of a better terms, excuse the language. Um, and she spoke about the struggle of coming off of that year, mm-hmm. off of a championship, and trying to reignite that flame. But I think an advantage, so I think that's going to be a disadvantage to a degree. I'm not going to say 100% degree, 5%, whatever you want to say. Um, But I think a, a counter to that would be James Wade and Candace Parker right? Candace Parker coming off a championship in LA went back to the finals with LA. Now they lost in game five there. Don't get me wrong in Williams arena in Minnesota to Lindsay Whalen, but to have that understanding, right? Like it's different when you've been to the finals and won it, and then you've been there again. So you already kind of broke off that rust and James Wade coming from an assistant coach in Minnesota who experienced that, um, you know, that back-to-back fight, I think, they're in a better situation than most teams coming off a franchise's first championship. And that's why I think Chicago is a really interesting one.
1: Mm-hmm. Really good analysis there by you.
0: Oh, thanks. All right, let's, <laughs> let's talk about the other teams. I'm really, obviously, I'm super intrigued by Atlanta because anything goes. You know, we've talked to uh, major extents about what we expect from them and, and what our understanding of what they're looking for is, but obviously it's just a question mark. So I think that's one of the interesting teams. Mm-hmm. The other one is Seattle. Now, excuse me, Seattle is a really interesting one because bringing Brian January to Seattle has the writing on the wall that Jordan Canada is probably not coming back. Um, with the news of Mercedes Russell, I think that solidifies something in my mind, right? You're solidifying if you, you know, obviously, look, there's the rumors about Jewel Lloyd. There's the rumors or the reports about um, Stewie meeting with the top brass uh, over in New York, which I think the writing kind of is on the wall after the Dolson signing on that, on that move. I, I I think it's, it's fair to say, and I think some people have talked about this on social and maybe I'm stealing your line, Rachel, but I think New York's making a long-term play for Stewie versus saying, Hey, this is the year we can bring her back. Right.
1: But but that's not to say it can't happen this year. Things, pieces could still be moved and it could still happen. Like people think, Oh, it's, it's impossible. That's not true. Stewie could still end up in New York. They would just have to, you know, Rebecca Allen at that point and a few other, you know, it's just they'd have to obviously open up the space that they would need to. But again, if I'm just guessing, if I'm a betting woman, you know, it feels like, okay, maybe she does end up signing, you know, a a shorter term deal, goes back to Seattle, plays with Sue and maybe down the road we're seeing her, you know, like this is a relationship build with New York. Again, this is just my speculating, but I do want people to know it is still possible that she could sign in New York just because Dolson went doesn't mean it's off it's off the table.
0: Yeah, no, and but I mean I guess the thing that makes it off the table in my mind, even when I heard all that news is you know Stewie and Sue are close. And I think if if Sue was retired and this play happens, you know, from New York, this is very, very different. Um, you also you have to wonder, like with the whole Seattle situation, was it a situation similar to NECA last year in L.A. where, you know, there was an understanding there and they said, hey, we want you to experience free agency and not to feel like a lot of what-ifs. Go out and meet with some teams. And and she did go meet with some teams. Um, So Seattle's an interesting one for me because adding someone like January, in my mind, is not the, like, defensively, it's great. But in my mind, when I think of Seattle, They played good defense, not, you know, impeccable defense, especially after losing Natasha Howard. I would not say that it was the defensive end of things in Seattle that scared me. It was more so that anytime their defense started to leak a little, they just said, cool, turn it up to 10 on offense. Let's run, run, run. Um, And just kind of their pace offensively, their ability to get so many good looks and shots up with so many skilled shooters on that team. It was just a situation of, you know, this is a scary offensive team. So adding January definitely brings kind of the hammer down defensively so that, and it's just not going to be the exact same team we're so used to seeing in Seattle. So that's kind of the other team that I'm really intrigued by. Another team is DC, right? Like Elena Deladon, who knows her status, right? There's reports that she's going to be part of camp um, for the, what is it? The world cup you know, uh, training camp games in DC that start in like a week or so, Um, but she's not going to be playing in the games. So like, I think a lot of people were almost misled that, oh, she's taking part in camp, she's playing, she must be good, back to normal, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I got out of the reports. Um, I'm Just to be blunt, like what I got out of the report is she's almost back to full. We're not going to risk it in exhibition games. Um, And yeah, there's just a lot of questions when it talks about that. But all of that said, the idea of adding a Elizabeth Williams to D.C. to pair with Deladon is a very intriguing one. I see it similar to the Latoya Sanders play of having someone who's more of a traditional big who, you know, isn't the slowest thing in the world um, and pairing that with the likes of an Emma if she does come back to D.C., or the likes of an Elena Deladon or even a maisha who both the, all three of those players, while they can dominate down low, their game is at their best when they have the freedom to move around fully. What are your
1: thoughts? Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. I, and I think that still so much to be determined Um, in DC. In my mind, I'm, I'm, And, you know, this is not necessarily for agency, but looking at that number one pick (laughs) and wondering, okay, what what are they going to do with that and what what could potentially happen with that? But obviously that's that's down the road for me. I I don't really have a ton of comment on Washington because I'm just still very much in the observing what's taking place. I think bringing back Maisha Hines Allen is um, a phenomenal move. And I think it shows that long term investment and, and just what she's been able to do the last Couple years. I mean, she's on fire, and securing that, I think, is a really solid, deep move uh, for for the Mystics. But yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to talk about this team until you have a, a solid gri- grip on Elena Deladon and kind of what that looks like. Um, but you know, it's it's Mike T. He's going to figure it out. They're going to be just fine. Um, and and obviously that core there of, you know, you've got Atkins and Cloud and Heinz Allen. And now it's just about, you know, what other pieces are, are going around that? Who's your, who's your, the face of the franchise? Who's healthy? Who's not? Um, so like I said, too, too early for me to like, I would say be excited, but it's promising. And I think yeah. it's really smart so far.
0: And there, and well, side note is after you, after hearing you say Mike T, all I can think about is there needs to be a podcast, Mike T and Shelly P. Shelly P just signed with oh, that. That's right. Yeah. Assistant good coach. And and like, not only would that be an amazing name for a podcast, um, or a YouTube series or the something. Knowledge that would be um, great. Oh my god, those are two <laughs> of the most elite basketball minds in the W. Yeah, you're asking me to Very, comment on
1: something I don't even. Yeah, they're, they're really <laughs> well, no, and, but I agree. I mean, like, look, if,
0: you, if we look at Washington, I think it's you know, you look at the core of Cloud Atkins, Heinz Allen, and they're just missing that. Uh, I would say this. It's very similar to Chicago pre Candace Parker, mm-hmm. right? Where where they have very very talented players, some of the best players in their position, but they need that one
1: mm-hmm.
0: give me the ball superstar. They well, need that, that player,
1: and that brings us to Tina Charles.
0: That does bring us to Tina Charles. Well, wait, wait, wait.
1: Am Before I jumping we get the gun? To that.
0: You're jumping the gun, Rachel. We have show notes for a reason. No, I'm joking. Um, before we talk about what we expect that hasn't been reported, kind of give you a peek behind the curtain for the fans. We want to talk about Athletes Unlimited. Um, I posed the question in our in the Windsider Slack group. You know, we're talking about this. What do you guys think that we should talk about? And that was one of the topics brought up that I feel like we should discuss. Now I know you, myself, and some other people, we've been in a lot of group chats where this topic has been discussed, so I feel like I have a grip on your on your feelings on it, but I'm curious for you, like, how you view AU, and their, their is it a showcase? Is it an ability for them to one day become a G League for the W? Could they possibly overthrow the W? Like, what is AU in your mind?
1: Well, I think, full disclosure, I haven't even had a chance to watch it yet. Last week, um, week one, I was literally driving all over <laughs> the Midwest and the South doing some campus visits and and running myself absolutely ragged. So I, I haven't even had a chance to watch it yet. I just kind of was able to keep up with some of the hype and obviously I'm completely blown away by the content and the people there just absolutely busting their tails to highlight this thing i mean i'm i mean i'm blown away and this is the stuff we've been talking about for years now like hey if the w would just take some of these people and look what they could do you know and like the content and the in the interviews and the, the the knowledge i mean it's just it, it there's nothing we haven't seen anything like it so i'm really impressed with just like you know the the, the splash that it's made and it's only you know like a weekend um and so- i'll
0: say also rachel like because i know you haven't seen it yet and for the fans who excuse me haven't watched a game yet the coolest thing sideline reporting could use some work fine but the coolest thing for me and i know it's easier when it's one arena they have like five different angles going
1: yeah, it's cool. so
0: much more fun to watch when you hit these different angles the production value yeah. in many ways Not just the people who they brought in, but the production value of the game itself. We can talk about other stuff, but the game itself, the production value is so good.
1: Well, and it, it, it provides an opportunity. I mean, you know, you've got, I've talked to coaches and GMs who've flown in. Obviously, they want to be a part of it. They want to see what's going on. They want to get their eyes on some players during this free agency that they might be, you know, wanting to talk to or have conversations there. So, like, it provides an opportunity for, you know, some players to, get noticed to elevate their play. Like Mercedes Russell was playing phenomenal, um, in that. And, um, I think that it's, it's all good. Like there, there, there's it's not possible (laughs) that there could be any negatives to it, you know? And, and I don't know what, you know, in terms of overthrowing the W or, you know, I, I don't know that like it's fair to go to that conclusion at this point, because it's just such as this hybrid, different thing. It's so foreign. Um, you Know so, so it's still kind of wrapping my mind around it, but but the, there's no doubt like these players are having a blast, it is, it is grabbed the attention of nearly everyone at this point. Um, and it creates opportunity. So, you know, I've heard see people compare it to like a G League. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know that that's even fair. I think it's probably an alternative, like we said, to like not having to go overseas and a different option. But
0: well, here's the thing, Rachel realistically, like from the articles I've read, play all the players are making around 20k right and now it's just what is it a five week six week season so like obviously that's good money for that amount of time um and the top top end players who are making all the bonuses the bonuses are like for different the way it works i'm not going to get too detailed in it because i don't fully understand um all the finer you know whatever's small print as they say but essentially like if you a team doesn't win the championship, a player does, and so if you get you hit all these bonuses of being an MVP, being a captain, this this and this, then you can get upwards of forty k. So again, I I want to be clear about this because I think there's some confusion. Rachel, you've played professionally overseas,
1: on like the lowest level imaginable, but yeah.
0: Okay, but my <laughs> point is, is like realistically, a WNBA player who's going overseas is making more money than that, correct? 100.
1: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, so, I
0: guess what my point is more so is I don't, I want people to understand, like, it's not like I, well, all right, I want two things. One, I don't want listeners to go, oh my God, well, WNBA also, players are going overseas and only making 20K.
1: No, but, but like, there's a big difference of, you know, the contract that I made <laughs> versus John Cole Jones's, you know, million dollar contract that's going on. I mean, but,
0: and, th- and that's what my point is, is right. like at AU, Not only like I just it's a lower level of basketball. And I think that's where you start talking about like G League stuff, whatever. It's an opportunity for players who want to be able to stay in America to make some money playing basketball. And possibly we have seen some reports of GMs inquiring Mm -hmm. about players in AU who have turned some heads. And And I think that's what it is. Yep.
1: You're stateside and you have a phenomenal amount of coverage of people that are just diving into this thing with two feet, which is amazing. I mean, that, that in itself, just the promotion that can come from it.
0: Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. And, and yeah, so that's what I think. I mean, I think in my mind, it's not a viable way to overthrow the W in my mind, there is a degree of the G league aspect. And I think almost, you know, I would hate to say like in my, in a perfect, perfect world in my mind, AU would be going on, you know, either during the WNBA season or right before and there would be, if there could be some sort of partnership between the W and AU, obviously I don't know the ins and outs of that, but it would be great to see it in a way of like the W would allow you to hold X amount of AU players on a practice squad roster or something like that. Where we've seen this before, where it's a situation, and we had this issue sometimes in, in the bubble or during these COVID seasons where I think it's been exacerbated that 12 people on a WNBA roster is not enough right? Like DC last year for multiple games was playing like a seven player roster. That's ridiculous. Um, and so I think that's where we can find a way, a middle ground of finding a way of using this together, right? Cause the whole point is to give these people opportunities.
1: Well, and at the end of the day, I think if nothing else, it puts pressure on the WNBA yep. across the board to just be yep. better. So yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about what to expect that hasn't been reported. Um, And we'll dive into this just just briefly. I know we like to keep it under 30 minutes. Yeah, we also said we'd talk about
1: Connecticut, so we need to go back to them too.
0: Okay. Well, first let's talk about this and we'll go back to Connecticut. (laughs) Connecticut, no, no. First let's talk Connecticut. Connecticut's scary, but the thing is, is like who's taking that last shot? It was the question years ago when Courtney Williams was on the team originally, and it's the question now. You've added Duana Bonner. This team is a scary team that's added talent. The question is, you know, the same question we've always had. Can they get over the hump? It's really this year or not, right?
1: I would say so. I mean, you know, the, the, the thing that's I'm most excited about is this is the vision that <clears throat> Connecticut's had for itself for a long time. We just haven't really had it be able to see it in fruition. I mean, between injuries and people sitting out, um, Courtney Williams getting traded. I mean, you know, it kind of, it's just every year there's been something so now you have, you know, this, this genetic makeup of this team that has a longevity aspect, but hopefully knock on wood, we're seeing them out there together, you know, f- playing at their best and, and being healthy. But so I agree it is now or never. Like, you know, I, I would say if it doesn't work out this year, that's gotta be a massive disappointment. I mean, everything about this team has been designed to win now. It's kind of like the Chicago sky. I mean, maybe not as pressing, but we were like, man, this Sky roster is being built to win a championship right away. Now it's interesting because we're sitting here saying run it back. It's very possible that a year from now, you know, Connecticut kind of looks the same and we're saying, okay, it's now or never. But, you know, for Connecticut, I think they're, they're, they're going all in and with that vision and, you know, I don't want to say if it's a bust if they don't do it this year, it's not possible to do it next year, but 100%. And, I mean, how can you not be excited about – seeing a healthy Alyssa Thomas out there with, you know, John Cole Jones and the confidence she's been able to play with after last season. And then, you know, you bring in Courtney Williams back into the mix. That's going to be really interesting. Um, Bonner. I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to have that one person to take a shot that that's what I kind of like about this team. It can be someone different any given night, but I understand your question as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just think it's, it's an interesting one. Um and I agree, right? Like this is what we expected. This is the the vision. Will it come to fruition? Is is the true question? Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm intrigued. It'll be a very very interesting season to say the least for this team. Um, yeah, I'd agree with everything you said. I I really (laughs) like to disagree with Rachel. If if, (laughs) if our listeners haven't figured that out yet, um, but let's talk about what what to expect that has not been reported yet. Um. I mean do do you want to talk Liz Cambage with or should I Rachel cuz I know Liz Cambage you kind of uh put the the basketball world on pause when a few years ago you broke the news about Liz Cambage demanding a trade requesting a trade whatever verbiage uh you prefer to use from Dallas um I believe correct me if I'm wrong maybe I'm like leaking information that isn't supposed <laughs> to be public um that her preferred choice at the time was LA, wasn't able to happen. She ends up going to Vegas, having an amazing time in Vegas, um, and, you know, having some success, but not the ultimate success.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I what, mean, are you,
0: what are you hearing? What are you thinking about Liz?
1: I mean, it's no surprise that we've all kind of thought for years that Liz would end up in LA. Um, that would make a lot of sense to me now. Um, she's switched agents Um, and there's been some changes from that aspect. I don't think that really changes anything. Um, I think, you know, we've, everyone's always like, oh, you know, she needs a big market, um, where there's opportunity. I think all those things, um, would make sense. But for me, um, I, 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 I'm with everyone else. I think she ends up in LA, but you know, they're going to have to be really aggressive to make that happen. They've got to move, they've got to move someone, a contract, Um, they've got to make a trade. Uh, they've got to open up cap space. They can't just blindly go sign her right now. Some, some major movement has to happen first. Um, so that's the question. What, what, what does that look like? And and who is that? Um, you know, outside of LA, realistically, who has the opportunity to sign her? You know, I mean, I, I guess you could look at Atlanta, you know, as a major market and they've got the ability to make a move like that. Um, but besides those two, I don't really know. I don't see her going back to Dallas, (laughs) Um, Phoenix. It's going to be really difficult for them to do anything. Um,
0: Could you imagine BG and Liz in the same? Like what?
1: (laughs) Oh, that would be an absolute.
0: No, I I I agree with what you're saying. I think it comes down to Liz to LA, right? Like, there's in in my mind, there's only four places in this league that I could truly see Liz based on the fact that she's expressed she wants a big market. New York LA yeah. Vegas and Atlanta right Vegas mm-hmm. is out in our mm-hmm. opinion unless like something crazy happens New York seems to be out yeah. you know do they want that I don't know uh, that brings Atlanta who based off of my reporting um, and what I've said on the episodes and I'll I'll hold to it I don't think she fits the culture of that team right like they're looking for the hard workers who are going to set examples for the other players on this team for long-term success like signing Liz seems like more so of a short-term success move in their mind like in in my mind looking at that team and then that just leaves la um and it makes pretty pretty obvious sense because if you look at this team they need a big big to pair next to Neca, Mm -hmm. unless Neca is the one that they're gonna have to trade to make room for her um, but I would be shocked to see Nekago and Sine stay on the the Sparks right. roster. I think it comes down to, you know, you look at those protected contracts, one, maybe two of those players are going to have to move um, to make things happen. And I think there's some viable products, uh, viable products, viable players
1: yeah.
0: um, who we could see move in that regard. Yeah,
1: I think, I think if you're LA, you know, the targets have got to be like a Tina Charles or a Liz Cambage or... I mean, maybe you, maybe you look at, you know, an Emma Miesemann. Um, you, you know, you need good luck. You, you need, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't see that necessarily working, Um, but you know, you need that win now mentality. You've got to bring a piece in there. That's a game changer. And, and you've got to shuffle on whatever you can to make it happen. Now, the hard part is, is like, you've got to make it work. Like there's, 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 there's so many trades being talked about on a daily basis that never come to fruition, like 90% of them never come to fruition, you know, so for things to be discussed and talked about, and this is with any team, this isn't just LA, this is any team in the league, you know, Um, there's, it's it's just for that to actually happen, you know, it takes some time, and I don't know, I don't know when that will be or how that looks. I don't know. I I mean, at the end of the day, you have to question, can LA even get it done if they wanted to? Um, That's the point of that that question. So I have to think that they would be targeting, um, you know, one of those high profile, um, you know, bigs on the interior.
0: All right. So another move, another big name, we've talked about Tina Charles a lot or a fair amount, I guess. Um, (laughs) I think something that we both expect Rachel is Tina Charles to Seattle. Um, it makes sense. She has that, Yukon I mean, Connection.
1: You're the one that tweeted the, the, the picture <laughs> the other day. Well,
0: here's my thing. Here's my thing. Like, yes, you know what? Famous people hanging out. New York bred people hanging out. Blah, blah, blah. Yukon Connection. There's so many elements that go into this. But let's be real. I don't want to use terms like ring chasing because that's what they said about Angel McCautry, um, And she kind of got PO'd about that um and so apparently players don't like when they're termed ring chasing um but what i would say is like you look at tina and you think okay what teams can you place her with where she has a legitimate chance at a championship that's why she went to chicago it wasn't just coach t it was the combination of sure. coach t and on top of that that they had a good team and they just never were able to get it together with the whole yeah. you know Elena Deldon, Emma Miesemann, uh other players missing because of X, Y, and Z. And I think at a certain point, I mean, you saw, we saw the writing on the wall in her exit interview where she was basically just hating on um, hating on DC and like, I don't want, but in the sense of like, I don't want to hate on them. So let's not talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Any thoughts? I mean, I, I think that's a scary combination of Sue, Tina, Stewie, Listen. and Jewel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be determined about Stewie, obviously to be determined about a lot of things in Seattle right now. But think about this. Sue Bird comes back. It's like all in one year. Let's just load this thing up. Let's get Tina a ring. Let's run it back with Jewel. Let's run it back with Brianna. We've got Bird in here. I mean everything aligns in that scenario where you're like, holy crap, you know, like if you can, if you can have that agreement and get everyone to kind of buy into that vision. I mean, let's be real. Everyone in the world wants Tina Charles to get a ring and this is the best way for her to go do that. She fits this roster. She fills a need. I think, I mean, if it doesn't happen, quite honestly, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. So yeah, there's that.
0: (laughs) So something that we have to talk about is the news that came out literally as we're recording this, Emma Mieseman going to Chicago. I mean, the scariness of this Chicago Sky team. We were just talking about, you know, all of this news and all of the craziness of what it could possibly mean and and this team possibly making a run and whatnot uh, for a back-to-back. When you talk about pairing Emma Mieseman with this team, I think it becomes... Like, you have to, to a degree, give them a favorite, yeah. right?
1: 100%, as of right now. I mean, or the early, early yeah, favorites.
0: well, Rachel, I mean... like, that's that's the other thing. We get, like, when we talk about favorites, we're talking about in this exact moment of time. We're not talking about a week down the road or whatever. Like, if Emma Mieseman and Candace Parker, right, and Azrae Stevens and Vanderquigs and Clea Copper are on this team, you're looking at a championship-level team to run it back. I mean... That's scary.
1: Well, it, it's a championship level team with a core.
0: With well, a core who just won it.
1: different pieces. And different pieces that just fit this roster so well. You know, it, it's it's the same team, but it's not the same team. It's almost like, in some ways, depending on how this works, I mean, again, Misaman, I love the fit with this style of team in Candace Parker so much. I mean, essentially, Dolson goes to New York, and you replace Dolson with Mieseman. And you can't argue about that, in my opinion. I mean, as much as I love Dolson, what she's done for this team, this is a hell of a move. Um, Immediately are the winners of free agency yeah, so
0: far. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it. We, we're going to have to do a whole episode once this all becomes official in a couple of days and talk about it more. But having that skill set, right? Like, I'm... I, I, I want to put this in a term of and I don't want anybody to take us the wrong way, but like comparing players. When you talk about Emma Miseman, she want she was the 2019 Finals MVP. We talked about her pairing of Elena Deladon and her in the past. We've talked about it many times. Now we're talking about pairing Emma Misaman, Candace Parker, Azrae Stevens. Like that, that they have So much size, so much length, so much ability to play at various aspects on the court. This is a scary, scary move that says chips in, let's run it back.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I I mean, it makes sense. Um, You don't see that fitting in Washington with what they're able to work with on this cap. Um, People have been talking about it, speculating it. But yeah, it's chips all in. We're doing this back to back. We're gonna run it back. Kind of similar to you know what we've talked about with Seattle now. It's to be determined. We don't know as much as we know about Chicago at this point. But aggressive moves by these GMs to win right now. You know, I think I think the three that are that are it's Connecticut, it's Chicago, and it's gonna be Seattle. Those are the three that are like we're going all in at this point. You might be able to throw Phoenix in there to be determined because obviously there's a run it back aspect with with that veteran core, but um with the moves we've seen early on that's where
0: we're at but uh let's not count phoenix out i think they got a few things up their sleeves we'll be back though (laughs) because it's just the night before once uh once the free agency holiday begins it's gonna be crazy you're gonna hear a lot of our voices so i already uh preface this with an apology